Welcome to Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Mr. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, abominations of the world, the earth, 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 hear you the word of the Lord. Why are so many people deceived? Why are so many nations drunk with the wine of her fornication? What is so appealing in these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils? Well, very simply, Jesus in Isaiah 9, 5, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall rest upon his shoulder. The whole government of God, that the only thing that rests upon Jesus' shoulder is the cross. That's the government of God. That's how the Lord uses the cross to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. The flesh is enmity with God, an enemy of God. These are contrary one to the other. But the body of Christ, we're still in flesh. We're not in, we're not of the world, but we're in the world. But those that crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust will be the ones that have access into the kingdom of heaven. The ones that do not are not partakers of his holiness in sanctification, sanctifying holy, both spirit, soul, and body. They cannot enter in. We find that in Matthew 7. Jesus stated, Not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Only those that do the will of God. But he that doeth the will of God? Why is he able to enter in when the others have called him Lord, Lord? And no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Well, they were born again. They were born of the water and the Spirit. As newborn babes, their little children know that he is the Father. They call him Lord. Though they did start the race and they were running it. The only problem is they did not do the will of God. It's called iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness. That is not obeying the leading of the Holy Ghost and coming to full maturity. One thing we must do is do the will of God. Every person... Every individual believer has a voice of the Lord Jesus that must be obeyed according to the purpose of God called in their life. It's called the will of God. And the only way to know the will of God and know the voice of God is to uh, submit ourselves to the Lord, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. Paul tells us that in Romans 12:1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. For what reason? That you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for you individually is. It's not a general faith. It is a personal purpose in the life that God has called each individual member for. And he has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Not all are apostles. Not all are prophets. Not all are teachers. Or workers of miracle. Or governments, helps, etc. But God has placed in the body as it has pleased him. And the quest for life is to find the will of God for each individual member. And obey it. In obedience under righteousness. That requires us to hear the voice of the Lord. Now, the voice of the Lord, many think they hear the voice of the Lord when indeed it's just their conscience 
A conscience does speak. It's in the spirit of man. But a conscience bears us witness in the Holy Ghost. To hear the voice of God, except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. You start out just as God, our Lord Jesus, spoke to Peter. And ever he'd brought those fish to the shore, 153 fish. And he said, Lovest thou me more than these, Peter? Do you love me more than these fish? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. Those are the ones that are in the newborn babes in Christ Jesus. They desire the sincere milk of the word. They may grow thereby. Then he asked him the second time, Lovest thou me more than these, Peter? He answers again, Lord, you know I love you. This time he said, Feed my sheep. Now they've grown. They've come unto little children and even grown to young men. We see that in 1 John 2, 12-14, in the growth, in the glory of the church into the image of Jesus Christ. Then he asked him the third time, Lovest thou me, Peter, more than these? Peter, being grieved, said, Lord, you know I love you. Then he said, Feed my sheep. When you're young, you'll walk whithersoever thou wouldest, but when you're old, you'll walk where thou wouldest not. This he signified by what death that Peter would glorify God. That is the final consummation of things that it's appointed a man wants to die, and after that, the judgment. We all have to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust in order to live during uh, this lifetime. During this lifetime, we have to diligently seek the Lord our God and to know the voice of the Lord. The voice is as a trumpet. We see the revelation of the word in lightning. But then that's not enough. The lightning there, then we hear the thunder that comes shortly after that. The noise of his voice is the thunder. That thunder is the will of God that we ponder, we meditate upon it, we understand it, and then the faith that we have is tried by fire. And we stand by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we caught it all of joy when we fall into the diverse temptations. Though our faith be tried as by fire, yet it will come forth as pure gold. The government of God is a cross. Jesus stated that point blank, said, if any man will come after me, let him first deny himself. That is, deny your own self-will. Be willing to do the will of God and whatever the purpose that God has called you for, be willing to do it. In obedience unto righteousness. And then if a person will lose his life, for the gospel's sake, the saints shall find it. But if he seeks to save his life and to do his own will, he will lose it. That requires us to diligently seek the Lord our God and in obedience unto righteousness, we learn the voice of God. It's only when we have forsaken all that we have, we become a disciple. Jesus said that. Except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. That means that he has put down his 
desires of his flesh. Those that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. Then why is Mystery Babylon, the false church, have such a power in having the nations drunk with the wine of her fornication? Why do so many follow her? Well, it's very simple. It's all that the soul lusted ever, and all that your soul lusted after in the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. And she gives that. Says you can have Jesus and the world. You can serve God and mammon. Jesus stated, you cannot serve God and mammon. You'll either love the one, hate the other, or hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Money, the cares of this life, deceitfulness of riches. But we're told in the prosperity gospel, that's exactly what you can do. You can have the world, and God will multiply your seed song. You just give God a dollar, he'll give you ten back. You give God a thousand, he'll give you ten thousand back. There is no crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust. There's no being transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. They say, well, Jesus takes you just as you are. There's no sanctification. There's no crucifying your flesh with the affections of the lust and denying your own self-will in order to do the will of God. You simply just claim it, and God will give it to you. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And that requires uh, you to follow the Lord, go to church, pay your tithes, and you don't have to worry about crucifying your flesh. It's a very easy believism. And that's what Mystery Babylon the Great says. In Revelation 18, she says that she has lived deliciously. She's glorified herself. People love that. They, as the priest, so is the people. And they say, well, the pastor said that I'm saved, so I know I am. But we've never sought God on our own and looking at and knocking the dust off the Bible and reading it for ourselves. That's the only way you can find to do the will of God for your particular life. It won't come from a pulpit. It'll come from you, yourself, seeking the Lord your God individually, diligently, with all that you have with your whole heart. Then you'll find him. What is that? Well, you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God that worketh in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. It's the will of God. So when Jesus said, not all the same to be Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in the kingdom of heaven, he meant what he said. They began to profess unto Jesus, Lord, we prophesy in your name. In thy name we cast out devils. In thy name we prophesied. Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you the work of iniquity. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a, a, a case of mistaken identity. They thought they were right with God. But here again, they found out they weren't. But it's too late. It's like the grounds of that rich man that brought forth plentifully. That's a good prosperity church member. He said, what shall I do? I'm a businessman. 
I'm increasing with goods. What shall I do? I'll pull down my barns and build greater. He'll increase his business. A nice port investment portfolio. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, investment trusts, all of these things. And he'll say to himself, So, take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. Same as it was in the days of Noah. Then, a voice came from heaven, said, This night, thy fool, thy soul shall be required of thee. What? He's a good businessman. He went to church, paid tithes, was blessed. And then, here's Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whoso those things be that you have stored up. So is everyone that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. You mean that we have to literally sell all, forsake all, and follow Jesus? The answer is yes. Right in the middle of the Matthew 5, 6, and 7. In the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew six nineteen. Jesus states the character and the thing that we must do as believers in order to have a right to enter into the kingdom of heaven, right in the very heart of it. He says, provide for yourself treasures in the heavens where moth and rust does not corrupt and thieves do not break through and steal for where your treasure is, there's your heart also. Well, how do we get our treasure there? So is he that is rich toward self, not rich toward God, it requires their soul. But that's a prosperity gospel. They say, well, you can have it all. You can have all the world, and you can have Jesus too. That is the message of the false church, the prosperity church. It is a false mystery, Babylon the Great. It's a queen of heaven. And it's crossless. It does not have the cross of Jesus in it. And Jesus said, there, if any man come after me, let him first deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. Not, not the Lord's cross, our cross. He has already paid the price for redemption, shedding his own righteous, incorruptible blood, making the way for us. He is the truth, he is the life, he is that spirit of truth. He has shown us the way, making the captain of our salvation perfect through sufferings and learned, him, learned obedience to the things which he suffered. And Peter tells us the same thing in 1 Peter 4, 4, 1. It says, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, be ye therefore likewise minded, have this same mind of Christ. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. We're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to Suffer with them. That is a good fight of faith. We have to fight. It's warfare. But that's the reason why we find in the Old Testament that Israel went after Asherah, Astart, Easter, Ishtar, the Queen of Heaven. Because we see, why did they do that? Because they said, while we worship the queen of heaven and we sacrifice to her, then we have no war. We don't hear the sound of a trumpet of alarm of war. There's no fight, the good fight of faith. There's no fight there. 
for the rod of God is not upon the head of the wicked. So therefore, there's no cross. And that's the reason why they do it. We see there in Jeremiah 4 about the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. The voice of God is a trumpet. And it talks about we're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him, sanctifying ourselves, both spirit, soul, and body, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, mortifying the deeds of the flesh. That is imperative, critical that we do it. Otherwise, we will not have entrance into the kingdom of heaven. When you see Jeremiah sat there and said, my bowels, my bowels, I am pained in my very heart. My heart maketh a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace because thou hast heard, O my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. When you enter into faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, being born again, you enter into a warfare. The world's going to hate you. But we're told the world's going to love you. You're in the world and you're of the world. Well, you might be in the world, but you're not of the world. And if you follow Jesus, you're going to be hated of the world. If the world loved you, then you're of the world. But Jesus said, they hated me first without a cause. And if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If they call the master of the house Beelzebub, they're going to call those of his house Beelzebub. They're going to rail on you. They're going to lie and cheat and steal, do everything they can to destroy your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody said, it's not that radical. Yes, it is. All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Somebody said, well, that's the reason I go to my prosperity church, because we all have money. We're blessed of God. Uh, We're increased with goods. We're clothed and fed, and we have need of nothing. We, we fast twice a week and give tithes of all that we possess, and God multiplies the seats on. But we're, they do not know the work of God, the work of the ministry. They do not know the judgment of God, and all God's ways are judgment. We see that in Jeremiah when he says the stork knows her time, and the crane observes the time of her coming, but my people know not the judgment of the Lord. And all God's ways are judgment. He requires us to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust and to find the will of God in his voice, obey it and do it. Otherwise, we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, that's a radical statement. God's doing it right now. He's sealing his people. He's bringing them into one for his name, for his glory, for his kingdom, for his honor, for his dignity, for the work of the ministry, the Jesus ministry, and all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. He's doing it now. Who will hear for the time to come? Search you out of the book and read. Not one of these things shall fail. That's the things of faith coming into all truth. All knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Pentecost, we saw through a glass darkly. But now, we all with open face, Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the very same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. It's called full maturity. It's called perfection. To do that, we must work out our own salvation with fear and trembling and do the will of God. 
If we don't, we don't get to enter in. Go to this false church that's taken the world. Mystery of Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the world, hath made all the nations drunk with the wine of her fornication. Well, why are they so intoxicated? Why are they wake you drunkards and howl, you priests of the Lord? For the new wine is cut off from you. The true new thing, the new thing that God is doing has failed in them because they have not done the will of God and are asleep, drunken with the wine of her fornication. And we find that in that sword reaches unto the soul in Jeremiah 4. He states, God, it is as if you have deceived this people, saying, Peace, and behold, the sword reaches unto the soul. Jesus said the same thing. He said, you think I come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword. The word's going to divide, to set a man at variance. The father against his son, mother against their daughter, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a man's foes will be those of his own household. Whosoever loses life for the gospel's sake, the same shall find it. And whosoever will seek to save his life is going to lose it. And except the man hate father, mother, uh, wives, sons, daughters, yea, his own life, his own life also cannot be my disciple. The Lord is a jealous God, and he requires us to do the will of God. And those that do not do the will of God, he states right there, you cannot enter in. Though you did run well, you didn't do the will of God. You were born again. You know that he is the father of glory. You are not only newborn babes, but you've grown up to little children. You know that he is the father of glory, calling them Lord, Lord. But he says, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. But only he that does the will of God. What is that will of God? Well, it's the body of Christ being fitly framed together and compacted, sealed through the measure of every part. Each part has a function in the body of Christ called to do the will of God, different ministrations, but as it has pleased God to fitly frame it together, and I can't save the foot, I have no need of thee. Whatever God's called you for, regardless, if it's government's helps, if it's apostle prophet evangelist, whatever the case is, we must do it, and the body will come together for the work of the ministry. The queen of heaven, mystery Babylon that sets a queen, says, I am no widow. I'm married to Jesus, and I will see no sorrow, Revelation 18. I will have no birth pains. I'll have no tribulation. God says now, Amos 9, verse 9, he states, he, he will command and sift all the house of Israel. That's not only nation Israel, but the church as well. It's a sanctification process. He said, not the least grain will fall to the ground. He will lose none of those that trust in him and obey him unto perfection, unto full maturity. But we have to run that race to overcome. Oh, don't you know that all run in a race, but only one wins the, wins the prize. The prize is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus as kings and priests, fully grown, not newborn babes, not little children, because the children of the kingdom will be cast out. We have to grow up into him, 
in all things that were not tossed to and fro by everyone of doctrine. It's called perfection. It's called full maturity. And Mystery Babylon says, no, that's not the case. It's a false church. It says you can have the world and you can have Jesus too. And by doing that, many have erred, thinking that gain is godliness. From such turn away. All that will be rich fall into many hurtful lusts and diverse temptations. Nevertheless, that's what they preach. It's preach that God wants you to have houses, lands, cars, cash in the bank, investments for, uh, that's just stored up for many years. Forget that you have to be rich toward God, not toward yourself. We just cut that part of the word of God out. Well, we see that in Jeremiah about this trumpet that they understand they worship the queen of heaven so they don't have to go to battle. They don't have a battle of faith. They don't have to crucify the flesh with affections and the lust. They can have the world and Jesus. And many come in my name shall deceive many. And that's their gospel. The gospel of finances, the gospel of blessings, the gospel of peace. But Jesus said, I didn't come send peace on the earth, but rather a sword. And we find, he says, in Amos 9.10, I will destroy all the sinners of my people by the sword. That sword that he said was there. Which say, no evil shall prevent, no overtake us. No trouble, no tribulation. We're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him, Paul said, in the likeness of his sufferings. There were trouble on every side, but not in distress, perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That's the cross. That's a cross that we must pick up of our own cross, not the Lord's. Pick up your cross and follow me. And that's exactly what he meant and meant what he said. That's the only way we can hear the voice of God. For any man come after me, let him deny himself. Except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. And that's the reason they follow the queen of heaven. We see here in Jeremiah 7, it says, Says thou, Jeremiah, what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood. The fathers kindle the, kindle the fire. And the women need their dough. They're making meal offerings to the queen of heaven. They make cakes to the queen of heaven. And to pour out drink offerings uh, unto other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. The Lord said that. They do that because they think they can annul the cross. A crossless Christianity. We find again that in Jeremiah 44, and it says there in Jeremiah 44 and verse 15, why are we saying that? Because uh, mystery of Babylon, many are there and following that false church, being deceived, not really knowing they're deceived. If a person deceived, he doesn't know it. Well, we that know God and the truth of it have to lift up, spare not, and show God's people their sin. And here it is. And we see in 
Jeremiah 44, verse 15. Then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods. What is that? Well, the queen of heaven, a false church, wine of her fornication, and all the women that stood by a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt, in Pathros, answered Jeremiah, saying, What did they say? As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, the voice of God, we will not hearken unto you. Why? But we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth. We will do our own will. We will not sacrifice our will to do the will of God. We will not present our bodies a living sacrifice. And right now, there is a reed like unto a rod that is to measure the temple of God, which is the body of Christ, and the altar, them that doing the will of God, and them that worship therein. The rod of God is not upon the head of the wicked, so therefore they rather go to the queen of heaven to escape the cross of the, uh, that God has for us each individually to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. And they say that. We're going to do whatever we want to do out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings uh, unto her. Why? As we have done, we and our fathers, our kings, and our princes to the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Why? For then had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil, no trouble, no tribulation. God says, anyone says that we'll have no evil, no tribulation, no persecution. He said, I'll destroy him by my sword. Amos 9.10. That's exactly what he's talking about and crucifying the flesh with the effects of the lust in the New Testament. Paul stating that, that when we fall into the diverse temptations, count it all of joy. Though your faith be tried as by fire, you may come forth as pure gold. The Laodicean church and the prosperity church says, we are increased with goods. We're blessed of God. We're clothed, fed, and we have need of nothing. But God said, knowest thou not your poor, wretched, naked, and destitute? I counsel of thee to buy me gold, tried in the fire. That's the fire of the Holy Ghost. That's a burn up the dross. That is the purification and holiness that we may be presented, both spirit, soul, and body, blameless at the coming of the Lord, crucifying the flesh. That requires us to pass through and listen to and obey the voice of God in doing his will, not ours. But they said, no, we want to do our will. Because we can go to a church. We can do our will and serve the Lord too. And the Lord says, no, you can't. You can't have it both. And that's the reason Peter stated there in 1 Peter 4.1, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves therefore with the same mind, that that mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. For he that has suffered in the flesh, has ceased from sin. Flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It must be crucified, but they're there to be totally sanctified, holy. And only ones that are going to enter in are those without spot, without blemish. A perfect church that's made herself ready. 
but we're told that everybody's going in simply by you just ask Jesus to come into your heart. Don't worry about it. You can get in with the, all the riches and money and everything else that you have, and God will allow you in because you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, and he knows that you need your money, and that's not what the Lord said. He said, except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he can't not be my disciple. Another commandment right in there in Matthew 6, 19, right in the middle of the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, make for yourself treasures in the heaven. Luke 12 puts it this way, sell that you have, give alms, offerings, provide for yourself treasures in the heavens where moth and rust does not corrupt. Thieves do not break through and steal. Somebody said, I'm just supposed to give everything I've made away. You're not giving it away. You are setting up your treasures in heaven. And in Mark 10, Peter said, what would we have there for? We've done that. We forsook all. Jesus stated there, there's no man that has left houses, land, their wife, family, or the gospel's sake shall receive a hundredfold more in this time. Well, my pastor said, if I just give a dollar or give an offering, I get a hundredfold blessing. That's a lie. The only pure hundredfold blessing stated by the Lord in the word of God in Mark 10 are only for those that sell all their possessions. Forsake all. They are promised a hundredfold possession. A hundredfold their promise of all that they have sacrificed in this time, in this lifetime. And then the life to come, eternal life. Well, they haven't forsook and just threw everything away. They forsook the world. And in doing so, they purchased for them a great possession, an eternal inheritance. Jesus stated that for a light affliction, which is only but for a moment, Paul states, worketh for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. But we have to have treasure there in the heavens. God is moving now to bring his body to preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness and all nations. The Lord spoke to me on the 19th of January, 2019, seal my people by my word. We're occupying till he comes. And we have gone. Since 2012 to Africa, Ghana, Kenya, many times have over a thousand pastors there. India's calling over a thousand pastors there that we have met through social media, through the podcast, through the streaming. And they're begging for us to come. Now, except they go, how shall they go except to be sent? We're looking to the body of Christ to join with us. And come and let's go bring the word of God to them. A one God, Jesus, and doctrine of Christ that he is God. He is the father of glory. There's not another. And he's bringing us unto perfection. And that's the work of the ministry. God's dealing with you. Certainly give us a call. Contact us. Contact me. I'd like to meet you. And we'll do this together. The nations are crying. And we've asked God. We've asked our Lord Jesus. For the heathen for an inheritance. It's yours for the taking. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. That is uh, 
Now the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The Lord commanded to sell. Jesus stated it, the apostles did it, and the early church sanctioned it. In the former reign, Acts 2 and Acts 4th, 4th chapter, they sold all their possessions and lands, laid them at the apostles' feet. They dealt every man several as they had need, and that body of Christ were scattered abroad in Acts the 8th chapter, and whenever we're preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. And these that have turned the world upside down have come to our city also. What say you? What think you? Is God dealing with you? Then by all means obey. You'll be glad you did. I remember when I was but 28 years old, coming to the gospel, been in about a year, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, receiving the Holy Ghost. I heard the sold-out message, and I did it. And I have not regretted it. I can say there's been much more than a hundredfold blessing. Now the nations are calling. We look unto all the body of Christ coming together into one, and let us work together. Join us with the Lord, and let's take it for the Lord Jesus. The gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world is our command to do. God has commanded us. Go ye into all the world. Preach this gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. We're looking at you. The Lord Jesus moving on you. There, and we're praying for each one of you. There in the body of Christ. To perfect that which is lacking in each of you. As well, pray for us. For the perfecting of the saints. To the measure of the statue of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Unto a perfect man. God's doing it now for those that have an ear to hear. The Queen of Heaven, Mystery Babylon, that false church, have deceived the people thinking it's a prosperity gospel. They elude the cross, they elude the sufferings. They annul what God has said that you must crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust in total sanctifying yourself holy, spirit, soul, and body. That's the only way to be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord. The mystery of Babylon says you don't have to do that. I said, a queen, I am no widow. I will see no sorrow, no birth pangs, no trouble, no tribulation. There's no evil that's going to come. We're already there. Well, we'll find out. She in one hour. So greater riches. That's lived deliciously. All that thou so lusted after will come to naught. We're at that time now. So is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. And there we see that it's not a prosperity gospel. It is a true gospel requiring the cross and a crucifying of the flesh. And those that do it will have a great reward. We love to hear from you. Tune into the podcast. Download our free app, Sailing God's People. Tune in daily. There also, join me at our private website, if you are a true believer, want to go deeper, this private website's for you. It's jcic.tv. Join me there. Register, get a username, password. Join me at 2 o'clock every day as we stream, going into the depth of the Word of God and the work of the ministry that He's doing now, preparing His body, fitly framing it together for the work of the ministry. There, as you'll be able to ask questions, give comments, 
We'd love to meet you there. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.